0: Covering all your favorite parts of the 50-yard fight, this is the Inside the Walls Podcast with Zach Heilman and Jim Mernier. Welcome everybody into the latest edition of the Inside the Walls Podcast. It's been a minute, but Zach Common back in here in studio with the hosting duties as always, and of course I'm alongside with my good buddy, good pal, good host, good fill-in host on the USFL Podcast, by the way, mm-hmm. Jim Mernier. Joining in, it's it's been some time, a few weeks now since we were last on the show. Because as we said at the end of the last one, we wanted to give a little time for free agency to really pop, as you know. And uh, well, November first and beyond, after we talked, things really did uh, start blowing up. And as in our Discord has said, free agency really took off full swing. Some teams we discussed that were waiting on for choices, they made some picks that we were shocked at. We got a lot to talk about today, and we're going to go through all eight teams. With free agency, uh, Jim, I mean, you gotta be as you gotta be as kind of like eyebrow raised at some of these things as I have uh, for some of the names coming back here, switching teams, or finally getting re-signed that some folks maybe were waiting on.
1: It's the joy and the love and the passion of free agency. Uh, we've been getting messages from a lot of people saying, "Why is NL not doing anything?" Well, it's because they're waiting for November first, and once November first hit, you saw a lot of players from a lot of different. Actually, from different we see some IFL players coming to NAL. You saw some CF players, CIF players coming to NAL, and you got players that were then in NAL switching teams. Um, that's the joy of um, the free agency. We this is what we look forward to in Major League Baseball, NHL, NFL, NBA. It's free agency. That's usually when the official season kicks off. Absolutely, uh, and, and it, a lot faster this year compared to last year. A lot of big additions quickly. So let the fury begin, honestly. Yeah,
0: I mean, might as well let the free agency fury begin, as that is kind of our title of the episode here. You know, again, we it was, it was kind of, you know, free agency technically had started back when we had our last show on the 28th when we dropped that. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we said, November 1st was really the big, okay, you're going to see folks that have been waiting to see other opportunities and start negotiating with other teams actively. You couldn't actively do that before that date. You know, right. you could talk with your team from last year you couldn't really do that until November 1st and we've seen plenty of that happen so today is pretty much the discussion on a bunch of that and i mean i'll tell you i think it's a lot faster this year simply because it i think the schedule getting out helps with that too one thing players like and this is with any football league that i, I mean, the more i've talked with players i think the more you've talked too they like certainty they like knowing what they're getting into um and, and sure, schedules, I mean, yeah, look, you got a league going on. People can say, all right, yeah, I know what's going, what might be happening. But look, you drop that schedule, players go, okay, so if I get this opportunity, if I go with this avenue, I know that I need to be getting myself ready for this date and that I'll have myself prepared and ready to go, and that these teams, they can actively go to these players and go, all right, cool, we don't got to worry about any other league stuff in this in way. Now we can talk to you about the football, what we need from you, what our coaches and our staff need from you, what you got to do, leading up to spring so I think that's part of it and I think also when you now you have two extra teams uh one of them needing a fully new roster um Mm -hmm. that also adds to negotiations so more craziness happens more movements happen too there's more at play this year I think there's a lot of stuff that makes it seem faster than last offseason at least
1: a little bit yeah uh especially for teams like uh the Mustangs—they're rebuilding mm-hmm. their whole roster. Uh, not rebuilding; they're building their roster Yeah, brand new. And a lot of fans out there were wondering when the what's how fast is going to take when are when's Fayetteville going to add players, so on and so forth. And I think two, three days after the first, they were signing ten players almost a day. Um, but yeah, it's you look a lot of people out there are wondering about Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. don't worry about them now they guess they got some players we'll talk about them later um if you're seeing technical difficulties on both screens um i i could that's not us that's not me uh, i got full bars i guarantee zach has full bars mm-hmm. uh, so the screen freezes at maybe just stream yards so deal with the technical difficulties we had the same issue with uh the ref by the way um it was that was crazy, but anyways, it,
0: it happens. But I mean, we'll, we'll be good. Uh, yeah, audio-wise, no, you, no, audio-wise you should be fine. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. So audio-wise, uh, you should be fine.
1: So if I freeze in a different angle, um, you can screenshot it and meme me. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, oh, but over, but overall, I I have to admit that I was a little worried about Fayetteville, about how they're going to sign players. But once November first hit, that my wasn't the wariness of the team went away very fast? So,
0: yeah, I I'm gonna be honest. That one, and I think it was just because you know some teams already started re-signing people. They're ones that they couldn't really do anything anyway. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what you know clicked after the fact is like, oh yeah, duh, they're brand new. They didn't have anyone that they could even ask in the first place. So They have to wait. They have to straight up wait if they want anyone mm-hmm. from last year's rosters. There's no uh there's no expansion drafts or anything this is this is arena football people you're you're getting free agents you know there's no there's no there's no drafting going on here so yeah um I you know after the fact show it's like oh yeah duh they they gotta wait around And I mean they've gotten their signs they got they got quite a list of talent they're gonna be going in with already that's on roster at least so they can train with and cut down later on as the spring goes on i can't wait to talk about them but for the beginning here as we get in again we're going to talk all eight teams um and we've decided the order of this is going to go as follows we're going to go basically 2022 standings up and down followed by newest to oldest to newest expansion team announcements so to kick things off in that case if you are following along the albany empire will be our first discussion point here as of this talk so the Empire let's get into it shall we uh you're talking they they were pretty hot out of the gate with signings last time we were on the show yep um needless to say uh some new signings have come back in and some that are big names that people were waiting to see hey are they going to return uh one of them being well uh you know Mr Uh, Big Man on campus himself Sam Castronova did finally re-sign and he is back um he was at least still is in the draft pool for the supplemental draft for the xfl but he is on contract with the with the nal and is currently as of now and i Mm -hmm. i expect right now to be their quarterback starting this spring at least come april 7th
1: yeah uh that's a big get for albany uh but that's just not the only get Uh, Mm um not at all but And Sam Castranova proved that he was the best quarterback last year in the league. Um, Coach Minas really got them moving um, beyond the week four like slumber when they were just playing bad football, honestly. Uh, Castranova took the team under his wings and he basically uh, willed them to a championship. Uh, But other assets of that team just recently this week or today, or on the 17th, so yesterday, uh, they got back the beast himself from the linebacker position of Nick Hag. Uh Brandon Cissé is returning. Yep. Uh yes, you got Cornelius Lewis. Uh he's a veteran on this game. He's back. Uh you keep looking down the list for Albany, who they have coming back. You got Marquel Wade, Trayvon Shorts, uh the GOAT, Darius Prince is returning, Isaiah Hardy, uh, and you have other you know, other guys who've had experience in the NAL or, uh, uh, or arena sport um, coming in, like uh, I think it's Brian Joseph Pierce. He has mm-hmm. experience from Albany from, I think, their first year in the NAL, um, but he's back. You can look at Albany's staff. I, I know a lot of people online will start bragging or talk about what's Albany doing they basically were bringing back their whole entire roster. Not a lot of players have you know, jumped ship and gone somewhere else. When you get Trayvon Shorts, uh, Marquell Wade, Darius Prince, Brandon Cisse, uh no, excuse me, um, Sam Nova back, and they're they still, still going to sign about three or four more people mm-hmm. that we know who, like, names, especially like Nick Hag. They're going to find people. Uh, it's... You know they're going to lose a couple. I think you're going to see some guys come in like a, a Vince. Uh, I almost said Vince Neil. That's not the. That's not that's a, no no. <laughs> that's look, a, look. I mean look. That's the, not. A, that's a singer. Um,
0: and the look the empire that that's one thing you'll see going down. Um, yeah. you know they're I think they're 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 filling in some spots that I think have tra- some of their folks have transitioned to other teams. You'll notice on this list mm-hmm. um, when we go down. Like you're talking uh, for example, Jimmy Goodlow. Uh, we'll Correct. talk about later on. He. He's moved on, um, and I know, you know, various others will be. But, I mean, they've still brought a lot of their talent back to – The main core. To the main – I mean, yeah, the main core is there for sure. And there's a few others. This is what I want to say. There's a few people that, you know, at least from our last show that they've come in, I'm like, I dig some of these signings. For example, Isaiah Hardy, Mm -hmm. um, we didn't really talk about much on the last one, but after researching up, you know, he was with the Sharks two straight years a uh, solid lineman out there for for them in Jacksonville. He's coming over there now. Um, two predators signees that I think are good role players. Um, I want to see how they elevate them in terms of coming over to Albany because I think they're going to be doing more. Uh, Brian Foy and Anthony Cruz, which you have heard a lot about. One of our one of our one of the friends of the show, uh, Sam uh, Sam Shady, as he goes by. Um, He praises Anthony Cruz. I was like, that signing came on, and he comes on our Discord, and he's like, yep, I like this man's motor, and he's talked to him already. Um, So I'm looking forward to seeing him come on out. I think he'll be a force. And quite frankly, uh, you know, for Sam Castronova, he's already got, of course, having Markwell Wade come back is great, obviously Darius Prince, Mm -hmm. but having some role players like a Foy or a Cruz who are right now at least listed as – you know, these receiver linebacker or receiver DB combos, you're going to need those guys that are solid iron men players like that to help shore up your, at least not only your main roster, but also the ones that are shifting in on your lines later on in the games.
1: And it's also, when you look at Manassas teams, they all have over the last two years, you see what type of identity Albany is. Uh, they're not going to, uh, this is going to be kind of strange uh, terminology for an arena game. You're not going to outscore them. Um, You're going to be playing in a lot of close games against Albany. Uh, They like playing with fire a little bit, but they know how to win at the end. Unlike a lot of teams, they're not like what Jacksonville was last last year. You had to outscore Jacksonville because that defense wasn't stopping anything. Mm -hmm. Um, In Albany, they will have days where they'll go up three scores on you and they'll let you back in the game. Then they'll close the door in the fourth quarter um that you got that mentality in all they know how to win close games and having your core guys back like brand c say darius prance and uh, sam castronova they are going they're going you're going to have games coming up this season ladies and gentlemen that you're going to look at and go man they're going to get beat man they're playing bad we fell into the trap last year means mm-hmm. Zach, we fell in the trap in week four um and then they, they found out how to win the games and basically use us as a pro uh, Hyping them for the championship, still that
0: that 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 audio clip of me being at the championship and hearing your voice on the PA speakers will live in infamy in my brain forever. <laughs> forever awesome. will be implanted there.
1: Um, but also that you you look at a lot of the new guys that are coming in Albany. Yes, and in, in the arena game, you go, man, I don't know who this guy is. Who is this guy going to be? And eventually they they'll become a not really a household name. They'll become a very a well-known name in the, in our league.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: this guy, I wanted to mention, uh, Kobe Campbell. Uh, he's a linebacker from Duke. Uh, he has the same motor as Nick Hag a lot, a little longer than Nick Hag, but I think they're going to have a, a, they're building. If you look at, you were talking about the role players, they're going to have guys come in that have that same mentality that Manos likes that are going to fit in substitution roles. Uh, as the game as his games and as the season progresses and you're going to see a team that we're going we're again we're going to have that week four week five they don't look like a good team nope Mm -hmm. don't buy into it they're going to be a solid team because of the core they have but you're going to have guys that come in like a like a campbell uh like a myers like a hardy like a Cruz, like a uh, joseph pierce um they're going to come in as starters or as backups but don't buy into the slumber. That is week three to week five. We bit the bait and they went after it. Um, but of course you have a main your main court back. And when you have your number one receiver back and you have your number one quarterback back and you have your number one running back back, your defensive tackle back, your number one linebacker back. Yeah. Uh, they're basically bringing back 90% of their roster. And Right now, I know how we do championship brackets and you know, power rankings. They have the best roster right now because we know who they are, <laughs> they've I mean, done it twice. I,
0: I think they definitely make a case. There, there's a few of these so far with signings, of course, although one or two of them I think needs a quarterback, uh, for sure. Um, but so far. So good for the role players right now. In terms of Albany, I definitely put them as one of the heights, just because they keep bringing back a lot of solid guy, a lot of guys from last year that were stars, mm-hmm. and they have role players that are filling in those gaps. Um One player I'm watching for, just because I think, you know, they did this with Markel Wade. They picked up, they picked up a little speed, speedster, shifty guy, mm-hmm. and they used him to his full advantage as a compliment to Darius Prince. Um DaQuan Patton, he is, he, he's, and this is just based on. West Catamount University's website. He's five foot six, one eighty. That's um, a little speedy guy that you can kind of shade tackles, or he can duck under those. Um, I'm curious as to see what uh what they what Ward and Co- or Ware and Company use out there with him, because um, I mean, hey, when you got someone that si- size with a fifty yard football field, you best hope you get a get a chance to hit him. Otherwise, uh, guys like this, I think, thrive in this environment. So maybe they maybe depending on how his motor is, he gets out there. Maybe someone to watch out for.
1: And also, there, uh, another question is, is like when we looked at Albany last year, this roster, their quarterback room was solid. And Mike mm-hmm. Faithful, Castronova, then it switched to Faithful, and not, uh, excuse me, uh, Castronova to uh, Warren Smith. Yes. They're still, they're, it's still early. You know very well they're going to find another backup. So there's going to be opportunities you to see maybe a younger guy from a smaller school come in. Uh, not maybe like how San Castro over was. Uh, he came in Albany and everyone, including us, thought he was a decent backup from Carolina who struggled in Carolina and turned out to be probably one of the best players in the league or the best player in the league at season in. Um, the question I have for Albany right now is I could see by how the rosters do. I could see um, how, Manos is building his team. You can see each player he's signing fits the mold as a starter or the, uh, the player that's ahead of the individual. So you're going to see more of that around Albany, but I still, I have a feeling Albany is still going to pull off some big signings towards the end. After we see the dust settle from the XFL and the USFL, a lot of the players who, uh, are getting passed up because there's still a couple good free agents out there that have not really experience that have not been picked up by either of those leagues so look for albany because of their how they're back-to-back champions mm-hmm. uh they can that that can lure some players into the city of albany and the organization because of their history so it's going to be it's it's still early we're still in november so we still right. have a, months until training camp and players will of course have their opportunities come arise and there may be players that you go, Holy crap, he's still available. Okay. Let's see what happens here.
0: Things will I say there's more transactions that are to come, but they'll definitely be uh, looking out for those. Uh And I do want to, I do think that Albany so far so good. If you had to, if you had to be ranking them right now in terms of the list, they are definitely one of the tops. If not the top, you could argue as a case for the top right now in terms of some of the guys that brought back. Um, But Hey, right now they also, it's funny, like I said, there's a few people from their squad that have moved on as well. We'll mm-hmm. talk down the list as we go that, you know, seeking some other opportunities and other teams, but that's yeah. just the nature of the beast for free agency. You know, that's what you get. Uh, that's also on. just,
1: that's also just a beast in our sport.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah. What? Well, well, I mean, right. I mean, we all know it's usually like one year and then restart, re-sign deals, you know, right. That's how it works. We, we will have, we've expected this. We mm-hmm. get that. That's in the belly of the beast. If you get if you get a lot of your guys back though, like say like Albany here, that's that's always a win in my opinion. You know, core for the team. Mm-hmm. So they got to feel pretty happy right now. I imagine Coach Manas and Coach Ware have to be ecstatic, ecstatic that they have got a lot of their key, especially offensive guys, returning right now.
1: And so. also it's the, the relationships they have. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. people forget it doesn't care what type of sport or what league it is. Players go who where they feel comfortable at too. So. Yeah, the USFL, XFL may look nice, but Albany may be a great area right now. And what Manos has done and what we've heard about Minas, players you know, are attracted to that atmosphere and that attitude and that type of organization. So that also has a big deal in free agency too, especially yes in a game that plays a, a major deal.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. It definitely does um and so moving on here we're gonna like sit down the list so albany empire as we've said so far pretty pretty dang good you, you can't complain if you're an empire fan you gotta be feeling pretty good with what you picked or who you've gotten picked up back so far uh the carolina cobras who are looking to at least try and get back to the nal championship um there's been a there's been at least one or two eyebrow raisers for for them as well in particular uh their former championship qb has re-entered the building uh Welcome back Charles McCullum mm-hmm. to the Greensboro Coliseum. Uh, he will most likely be your starting quarterback for the Cobras. Uh, he's had a bit of a career journey recently in other in other leagues. Also injury journey, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Two of his past seasons, he had lower leg injuries. So that's something to watch out for. But if he's healthy, if he's on his A game, uh watch out. He there's a reason. He there's a reason teams from all these other leagues look to pick him up. He's been to the IFL and the CIF as well in recent years after he was with the NAL winning them a championship in 2018. And then also was with them in that 2019 season. Um, he has a deadly cannon when he is fully capable of enacting uh pass, enacting passes and staying protected behind that front three.
1: Uh, he is honestly uh, in 18 and 19. He was the quarterback in the NAL. Uh, mm-hmm. Carolina was thriving when he was there and they were a very unbeatable team until they met their match in 2019. You, you look at their roster right now and then you look at Fuller, you could tell Fuller brought back a familiar face and uh, McCollum uh, brought back Zach Brown, a familiar yep. face, Brock back Derek Ziegler, a familiar face, Brock back Ronnie Hall, a familiar face, a yeah,
0: familiar face,
1: <laughs> Lance Evans brought him back and, uh, a guy who actually started a rise last year, towards the end of the year for the Carolina Cobras, was Adam Smith, and they signed mm-hmm. him back very early. You look at, I again, we know Coach Fuller from his Jacksonville days, uh, how he uh, put put the team forth, and how his style was. The problem that hit the problem that hit him in Jacksonville is the the quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. Now in Orlando, now in Carolina, he has the quarterback. So he has a guy's experience. Has been there. Has done that. Has won championships and, and as a Carolina Cobra. And he has support staff already that's been there and done that with Ziegler and Zach Brown and uh, Ronnie Hall. I look at their uh, look at their uh, the roster or their signing so far, and I look at how they're going after the lineman is the question. You don't know who what type of linemen they have, but the guy that I love that they picked, and this guy is going to be. I'm. I'm. I don't want to, you know, make everyone think he's a nobody. Dante Owens, mm, um, yeah. from Rutgers. Keep an eye on that kid. I've seen some highlight films on Twitter. I've seen him on YouTube uh, from when he played at Rutgers. That. He's going to be, I guarantee you, the well, what, I what quarterbacks like to call that safe play. You know he's going to be there. Uh, he has sure hands. He has good speed, and from what I've seen, he has good route running. I, I, I just for him, I think he's going to be a nailer. Remember last year, I said watch out for Naquan Murray from Jacksonville, and he turned out to be a star you, in Jacksonville.
0: You definitely did. And... I'm very
1: good at scouting <laughs> uh, receivers. You have your boy from uh, Albany. I like Dante Owens out uh, in Carolina. He just. When he signed him, like I like looking at these highlights of these players, but there's something about his attitude, how he played. He played in the Big Ten at Rutgers, and you know Rutgers the get right game in the Big Ten. <laughs> I'm not bashing the university, but it's just you see on the schedule they're usually the get right game. But he was always there when the ball was getting there. He was catched. He has good route running skills. I think he's going to be deadly and lethal in Carolina, and that's what you need, especially McCollum with his mobility to get out of the pocket and be mobile. Uh, he will keep plays alive and Rodney, like Lance Evans, Owens. And of course they're going to sign other receivers. I think they got a receiver from Clemson. I forgot. I don't have him up there. I just know he got from, I think his name is like Kyrene or Kyron. Um, he played, he didn't really play a lot in Clemson. Um, if, if I'm right, I should pull it up, but I know he did play from wide receiver. I think it's Preston Kyrie Preston. I think that's his name. Um, Mm-hmm. The only reason why I know him is because he was playing mop-up duty against Florida State, and he uh, leveled somebody on special teams. And I'm just – I was there at the game, and saw him. like, ooh, that's the only reason why I remember him. Uh, it's Kyrie Pre- – I think it's Kyrie Preston uh, from Clemson. So – but my guy, ladies and gentlemen, is Dante Owens. I, go watch his film, and you'll be like, yeah, he's going to be a beast. And especially in the arena game, Especially, there's a certain receiver that's not in the Carolina in the, anymore that was electric for them. Two receivers, that is. One's is with the showboats now? Is that technically uh, where he's yeah, going Yeah, he,
0: he was originally signed for the Bandits. He's so, going to be a Memphis showboat now in the USFL. Okay, NFL. so that's,
1: that's DJ Myers, by the way. Yeah, uh, by the way, the
0: my again, the Myers family's got to be ecstatic that both brothers are playing on the same team. One's a quarterback, Guy Myers, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, if guy starts, that would be one hell of a story. Myers to Myers, see to both Myers, of those guys. Myers to like, Myers.
1: That sounds like a law firm.
0: <laughs> sounds like a law firm. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a high school, mm-hmm. high school dream made made back in the professional scene yeah. here. So, you know. And there's uh, also
1: uh, also get listen back to the Carolina, another guy to keep an eye on. He did play, I think, a cup of coffee with the Jacksonville Sharks, uh, Micah Robinson. Uh, he's a fullback defensive line from Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've seen him before in live action, too, in, as a Syracuse player. So it's going to be... They have a sneaky, low-key, good roster. The only reason that I'm still questioning them right now is they're off their line. And that's how it is with every team. Yeah. If you yeah. don't know them like we do, like, oh, yeah, I know he plays for Carolina. Oh, he plays for Albany. If they're not a... You know, NAL homegrown name. It's going to be a couple of weeks till you find out, but I love the quarterback. They have a very, very low-key stud in the receiver, in Owens, and of course you got a guaranteed Lance Evans. So unfortunately, James Summers is not there. So that's a they're You could say it's a rebuild almost for Carolina, um, but they got a good core that has returned, especially with the addition of Charles McComb. This one's a kind of a
0: I find there's just kind of a retool because I mean, like I said, you get you got a few pillars from last t- last year's roster, but yeah. like I said, some have moved on to other leagues, whether it's in the indoor space or in the outdoor space, like we just talked about with in the case of DJ, you know, so that's understandable. I mean, I think that you know they are, I mean, they have made a few recent lineman pickups here and some recent transactions, so that to me will be key. Like I said, I. I know Charles McCollum is a more mobile QB. Um, my thing is with lower leg injuries, I worry about, you know, how much more mobility will you have with that. That Nonetheless, if you protect him, he's got the arm to deliver and make deadly plays for you on that side of the ball. So that's what you're getting back, and you're getting someone that has a championship mentality in, Charles, in McCollum himself. Uh, my player I want to bring up is Walter Thomas. I'm glad that they picked him up, you know, talk about solidifying the defensive line. You know, he was rock solid last year for the Cobras. I think it's good to have someone like that back on the opposite side of the field, you know, helping anchor at least that front five, along with Zach Brown coming back, you know, two guys that are on the same page already with what they need to do. So mm-hmm. good things. The, the other one I'll, I'll mention that's unfortunate, but I, I have to uh, give him props for going back up to the XFL here is Joe Powell, who will not be returning to the Cobras as he was picked up as well uh, during the draft this past week. So, uh, best of luck to him, but that is another loss for the Cobras that they'll have to again kind of se- supplement. Rodney Hall helps with that, but you're gonna have to keep building that up.
1: Where did Joe Powell get drafted to, by the way? Uh
0: Joe Powell, I shoot, I had it I had it listed up here. Um I got I think it was no, it wasn't the Battlehawks. Um he I mean he was with Battlehawks in twenty twenty. Now I gotta find the XFL draft to reestablish this, but um I wanna say it was Arlington.
1: Oh, okay. So he's a renegades. All right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, renegades have gotten a lot of <laughs> at least in there they got a lot of X guys, so you know.
1: A lot of X XFLers.
0: X XFLers as they yeah. as they call it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, gotta give props to Joel. Or Joe getting another opportunity with mm-hmm. the league again. That was where he was before he came back, came to the NAL for the last few years. So mm-hmm. props on to him. Uh, moving on down the list. So, again, following the order from last year, Carolina, you know, retooling a bit right now. Albany, as we talked, they got a pretty rock solid core coming back that you got to feel pretty confident if you're a fan over there. Meanwhile, then, number three on this list was the Columbus Lions, who we've talked about. You know, there's a lot going on in Columbus these days. Um, new ownership, new head coach. Um, plenty of talent is coming in and out of the door right now, mm-hmm. uh, at least in terms of their transactions. Their list is kind of all over the place. Um, it's a lot of new guys that are being brought in here. Um, and we talked about a few of them that were brought back, you know, that they'd already previously had brought back, like the Desmond Reese's, you enough. know, that of the world here. But – a lot of new folks. Um, one of those new guys though, I'll admit, you know, if you talk about steady core pieces, offensive, defensive, Jimmy Goodlow, like we mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, he is in Columbus this year. So that was a, that's a rock solid pickup that McKinney is going to be having. Um, something I noticed on the transaction wire is Tommy Neely was let go.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I don't know why, uh, but. We can always yeah. look into it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so far, they've been the one that the team that's been really cycling through. They have actually signed a lot and released a lot in the span of this past month.
1: It, that's something that because we don't know, we know the ownership group Correct. in Columbus, yeah. the coaching staff is still, we don't know how he's going to approach his team. Uh, we look at the roster if you ladies and gentlemen, if you look at the roster of especially transactions, they'll sign five guys And the next day when their transaction they release the same five guys. Um, it, it's not that that fast, but there's there's a couple of guys that I, I look on their roster and I look of course as people who covered arena league, the first thing you' try and do is like where's that guy with that arena football experience the guy that I like, you know what I like this dude. Mm-hmm. And you keep going down the list, and you see, you, you know, of course, um, Darren Daniel is one of the main ones that pops up. Right. Uh, Tommy Neely, he was one that had experience, but fortunately, he was released. Uh, and you keep going down their roster, and we remember last year how we said. That the Columbus Lion, that the San Antonio Gunslingers were a team where you look at the roster go, I have to see who these players are. Mm-hmm. Hate to say that about Columbus, but it's starting to look like I need to see half these players who they are. Um, a lot of these guys do have experience in college and in, in lower level college. And they have a little bit of sprinkle a little bit of uh, pro ball in there as well. But there's not really—you can't go look at four or five guys on this team and go, "Okay, I, I could trust him. I could trust him." Now we know the originals like Desmond Reese and Darren Daniel. We know Joel those Green's guys. Also there too. Yeah. So we we know those, but you go beyond that roster, you see a lot of new faces, a lot of people with very, either very limited, very limited professional experience, or they're just fresh out of college. And that's not a dig at Columbus. That's basically how we treat San Antonio last year. A lot of question marks on that team were answered pretty quickly. By the way, we we're, uh, we're Kali Rashad and then Pearson and Jackson. Mm-hmm. That was answered pretty quickly. You might we might have to have that same approach with Columbus right now, but you still see the guys who are there. I do have a feeling we're going to see more traditional guys pop up like a Jamar Fortz. and Now he's usually a late signing, no matter what. And you might get a guy that has a southern georgia or southern alabama connection that may pop in there like at a quarterback or another position that will mm-hmm. you go okay i see what columbus is doing they're getting a lot of their either their core guys or their team then they'll get with like a big splash at the end of the of free agent signing because that usually happens we see that a lot in the nal especially over the last two years teams have up the whole roster and then, bam this guy comes out of nowhere <laughs> right, like holy crap right. where the hell did they go um I expect that because there's still a lot of big time free agents out there that still haven't gotten to other leagues. So keep an eye on that. But I look at a lot of uh, these guys, and when you have kids, Arkansas State, Central State University, Coronado State, Kennesaw State, Bethane College, Southern Miss. Well, Southern Miss is pretty actually a pretty big, big school. You go Ashland mm-hmm. University, Tuskegee, and then you have like three or four people with NA. NA. They may be just either like walk-ons or something like that. Uh, then you have high school names so I this is not a dig at when you see Gibson's rosters you go experience 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 he knows these guys and now that Gibson had stepped away from Columbus we're, we're looking like where can we find you know that next, not really core guys, but where can we find that next iteration of the new mentality or the new type of Columbus offense or organization? Now there are some people out there. Like yeah, again, I mean, we I mean, just Damon, yeah. Raymond Deloach, Darren Daniel, mm-hmm. and we've already mentioned them. Now, as we just sit back and go, we need to see these other guys step in and take the fold and see who they can be and be like San Antonio last year, make a name yourself in the league.
0: Right. I mean, look the, the lions it's a brand new staff that's coming in and is building out this roster the way they, they want, you know, Chris McKinney is that that's, that's his job. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think when you have someone that is a a J- J- a Jason Gibson that is gone this year and that you are, you know, you're trying, you're trying to rebuild, I think some roots and you're trying to set, kind of maybe prove local talent. Like, Hey, you know, I can, you know, you want to come in this is mm-hmm. this is a big this is a big time organization i'm going to deliver and i you want to believe in my coaching setup, set you know and i think that he's trying to build you know there's currently just trying to build his own way is how i see it and i think there's some promising prospects at least if you think for guys that you're trying to line up that maybe can build your vision uh someone yeah. that i i look at right now um and i think it's just because i look at like someone like that's say oh you know Six foot, dude, six foot seven, you know, receiving talent, for example. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta like that. You know, you gotta like seeing guys that are prototypical people that can step in maybe and make an impact in their rookie year. Cause they have a lot of rookies. That, that's one thing that you're yeah. going to notice. Their, their roster, a lot of rookie talents.
1: Yeah. For the most part. And that's, that's not a bash on their organization. It's not a bash on their team. It's just, It's a different – for us, it's a different look for Columbus because when we look at Columbus last year and two years ago, we saw the Jermon Fortson's. We saw Mm -hmm. the the Rodney Halls. We saw the Dalen Deloches, the Lonnie Outlaws, the Mason Espinozas. You saw their teams already, and you look at it, they're going to be – either they're going to win the championship this year or they're going to get there. Um, This is the first year we look at Columbus and go, a lot of question marks. There could they could be very vulnerable this season, but again, they're one of the only teams in the NAL that has not missed the playoffs in their history. So can't really count them out until they don't make it. So um but the roster is young. There's a lot I look at right now, I'm looking at a list right now and I'm looking at years of experience, and it just says R, 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 R. hmm That's a lot of rookies.
0: Right. And so, something I'm right now you want to pay attention to first off, okay, Tommy Neely's not on this roster anymore. So, uh-huh. Darren Daniel would be one of the QBs, which he's also listed as else as other positions. And it's been hinted he's not wanting to be the quarterback this, at least that he's not going to be that guy to look out for this year. So, uh-huh. the other listed quarterback right now, and you want to look up some tape, Eric Amon Codwell from Virginia Union. Um, that would be, I think, Depending on who else they can maybe get, that's the guy I think you're looking at is going to be your starting QB at least projected at this moment. That could mm-hmm. change, and maybe Darren Daniel they switch up his mind and they have him playing that again. But I don't think that happens. I think that you're going to see either a rookie start out, or maybe if you're lucky, you. To me, I hope you reconvince like say Daniel Smith. Yeah, you bring him back. If it, if Jason Gibson can't get him, you I think you hope maybe you can see. Hey, what's up? I want to come on? on in and play um some other guys i like here um and i said six foot seven earlier and i (laughs) i'll be no no uh strings attached i was i lost the web page i had it up deandre deandre brown southern miss Mm -hmm. that's a pretty good prototypical size for a guy to be in arena Mm -hmm. Um, he's listed receiver linebacker so not only are you getting someone you know credit rookie your credit you know he's had he has he's been around but it's been needing to come on in someone that can do a jump ball and somebody that can knock down passes over the middle mm-hmm. in this game remember you aren't worrying about as wide a field so as, long as you can get somebody that's that's in there that's basically a big tent pole and can essentially make sure that the quarterbacks have to you know don't throw too low <laughs> on someone like this you know that that's that's what you can take advantage of right now as and, mckinney and, know as green you know, with chris mckinney mm-hmm. specialization defense so yeah. That's something he's looking at, I think, too.
1: And tall receivers are very successful in the NL. Just ask Devin Wilson, Lonnie Outlaw, Darius Prince.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, just throw it up. They'll be there. Just <laughs> name right. it a few guys. So Yeah, absolutely. But Again, I, you, people say, oh, Jim, you just mentioned Devin Wilson. He's suspended from the National Arena League all season long. So yeah, that will, that will not That's be, the reason we keep why haven't seen sign.
0: Keep, we keep asking to reaffirm. They keep saying no. That, that's that's the best we can give you uh they are dead set that this is not going to happen yes so
1: but it, it's for columbus uh there's a couple like david smith a guy you mentioned quarterback mm-hmm. another guy connor kagi uh who played down orlando there are quarterbacks out there maybe he may entice tyson warren smith for one more go at it probably maybe not uh, malik henry is still out there as a quarterback that's uh that's played in the NAL. Um, uh, there's a, Mike faithful is another one. Um, uh, imagine Mike faithful in Columbus, a low stress environment. Uh, not like how Jacksonville, where it's win-first mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's still some quality NAL quarterbacks that have NAL experience still out there to get. So, and
0: also watch the drafts for these other outdoor leagues. Again, I don't, I think you're going to look for guys that are going to be looking for extra leagues to keep their film and talent going. Mm -hmm. So watch these XFL and, you know, USFL draft pools that are coming up. Some of these folks can trickle in, especially the XFL ones, by the way, because they're earlier. Mm -hmm. Some of these dudes can trickle back and say, okay, I didn't get this shot. Here's a ring of football waiting for me. I can, I can still throw and show off my skill set." So you want to keep your eye out. Otherwise, like I said, um, I'll keep on and we'll keep on doing some research here with of course uh you know of course recent signings but yeah I mean that's gonna, there's still plenty I think
1: that yeah, you can keep an do eye out with
0: the Lions but right now I mean Columbus I think it's almost like there's right now their strategy if I were in McKinney's head I think it's just get anyone and everyone and whittle out the best talent is what's yeah. going to come down to this for them yeah. that is that is what if I the amount of signings they have of young guys or guys that weren't there last year, mm-hmm. that's what it screams to me.
1: Mm-hmm. And remember, there are a lot of NAIA kids, D3 kids, that too, um, that are studs in their level of football that NFL doesn't even look at them, XFL doesn't look at them, USF because they play in oh, such yeah, a small co- League. College
0: programs will get out too, and that's coming up very soon.
1: Uh, and it's November
0: already, so yeah.
1: you'll get them pretty soon. Um, so you might get that hot shot rookie quarterback that was overlooked, who was in you know a, a legend in college in his level, and find a way to come in here and you know dominate. Uh, a lot of quarterbacks do. There's some quarterbacks you go look at, go man, Aaron, like Aaron Garcia was such a good quarterback. What school did he go to? Portland State. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turned out to be the only AFL guy to be in the Hall of Fame because uh, he threw 4,000 touchdowns. I think that's the reason his jersey's there. So uh but yeah it's you're going for people in Columbus you're going to find somebody there's talent you live in the South they're going to find some talent you'll find talent. (laughs) yeah you're going to find somebody yeah
0: so Columbus as we've said a little bit a little bit to do but Mm -hmm. I think they're going to be going through a lot more rigorous process to getting this sorted out come come the rest of this offseason and moving forward Moving down the list, Jacksonville, the last of the playoff teams from last year, uh, they've been—it's not been as busy as some of the others, but they have had some signings that go that make you go, "All right, I like the core that's being put around here." Uh, quarterback still is a discussion piece, you know, in terms of, you know, starter. Yes, they have Graham Kelly, but um, as Jim would definitely say, they are still definitely looking for another option if they can. Hopefully, a big swing to land at QB position because, I mean, some of these other teams are landing those big swings right now. So they're going to be needing to do that soon. And, again, watch those other drafts, those other, you know, talent areas. Trust me, they'll find someone here that will back up or will be with Graham Kelly soon enough. Uh, but a few signs you should be watching out for that, you'll, that if you're a Sharks fan, you're going, yes, I like this. Uh, Darren Townsend, that one alone, whoever's throwing to him and whoever's going to be kicking to him, by God, you're going to be having one hell of a weapon. Uh, that that was an excellent uh, bring, that was an excellent t- team bring over there from the Lions that he had uh, Townsend of course had a stellar season last year as a rookie he is going to keep on I think going up and up right now um, plus his return talents will be elevated just by the new nets and the new rules for returns so. Good signing. Marvin Ross, as we know, one of the higher-profile defensive back talents in the NAL. He is going over to Jacksonville. Uh, You also have, in terms of other signings, uh, Shaquille Hollins, who was with the Predators, a solid role player at offensive-defensive line. Uh, Daniel Justino, you know, kicker as well. Orlando Predators, too. So, Mm -hmm. again, not too many. And there's a few others, you know, Arcellus, Nicholas, and Maurice Dupree, who uh, Jacksonville State, local guy, at least, too. So,
1: Jacksonville State's in Alabama. Or JU. Jacksonville University's in Jacksonville. But yeah, uh, we I get that all the time, by the way. Jacksonville State, local guy. No, that's Alabama. Okay. Uh, no, no, I'm bashing you out, Zach, but still. That's fine. Uh, uh, the, he's told me to talk about this guy. This is not me. Um, keep an eye on reggie todd wide receiver from troy he has the size he has the speed uh coach is very surprised that he is not in either of the upper leagues uh, he is a what he thinks a diamond in the rough so keep an eye on him yes when i'm mentioning coach this because i've had conversations about him with coach uh but you look at how they're jackson's building their team anthony johnson shy hill uh, david gilbert you look at how they're building their defensive line, bringing guys in. A coach has said he's building a defensive group that will contain mobile quarterbacks. He's not worried about the run game. He's not worried about uh, pocket passers. He says that in the NAL, the evolution of the game is that you're getting a lot more mobile quarterbacks. So he's building a defense that can contain mobile quarterbacks like a Sam Castronova, like a Charles McCollum, like a Raheem Cato keeping them contained, keep them in the box, and make them try to beat you with their arm, not their their feet. And he's been mm-hmm. beefing up that bit backside, especially with Marvin Ross and Darren Townsend, who's going to be back there too. Um, like you mentioned before, Jacksonville is looking for a big bang hire. Um, I do not have any connections or knowing who they're going after. I just know that they are still, as you can tell, I have all the teams that are assigned players. They're not signing as many players uh, like everyone else, but they're signing players with either Jacksonville Jaguars. Nope, not Jaguars. They will, no, no, we don't want that mentality the Jaguars and no. the Sharks. Uh, uh, they, the Jacksonville Sharks mentality of uh, winning. Uh, they brought back some core guys. And a guy that you just uh, mentioned, Hollis, uh, uh, Joaquin uh Hollis from uh, UMass Orlando, he was leading the National Arena League in sacks last year until he got hurt. And now he's on the other side of Shy Hill and Anthony Johnson. Um, that's going to be a very, very, very difficult. We have two DNs that can get to the quarterback instantly. So watch him. Uh, of course, you look at their offensive line. Jacksonville still brought back uh, Jaheed, uh, brought back White, uh, and another guy, Daniel Justino, who is a local guy, by the way, the kicker for mm-hmm. – uh, he did play for the Orlando Predators. He went to the University of Florida. He is a local guy. He is from Jacksonville um especially with the Nets you can just kick away you don't care <laughs> if you mm-hmm. get the deuce you get the deuce um but as you know he did in Orlando he started as he kind of struggled early as the season progressed he got better uh so I think Jackson will find a kicker and the good thing about Jacksonville you don't have to kick around the uh scoreboard uh you can just kick it no. straight uh but overall Jacksonville is signing players to Basically, they're getting the players that they know are going to come to Jacksonville. they played here, have either played with Coach Gibson or have played a history here in Jacksonville. You look at how they're signing players. They're not just throwing money at players to just come sign, sign here. Gibson's being strategic in how he signs players. Um, there's still a couple more guys that they're going to sign. There are a couple of guys that are in the works right now um, that will come to Jacksonville, just just waiting. They're happy. They have other opportunities. That are in front of them. We mentioned the two leagues before, um, two drafts that just happened. Um, they are trying to get those opportunities. But um, if they don't get those opportunities, they will be big-time signings for the National Arena League and for Jacksonville. These are well-known arena football players mm-hmm. uh, and, and who's played either with Jacksonville or in the NAL, so you'll know who they are. Uh, so it's a work in progress. Uh, but for Jacksonville's roster, they're going slow. This is not Jacksonville from last year where they just spin, spin, spin and got everyone. Uh, They're doing what you expect Jacksonville's doing. They're skinning the players that they know they can get, and they're going to go after players uh, when it's available to make splashes, just how Jacksonville has done in their past. So, so far, as a Sharks fan, I like the roster. I like how he's building the defense to contain mobile quarterbacks because that's the evolution of the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a couple guys that may have to show out who they are um but again reggie todd from troy and that's another receiver that you guys need to start thinking recognizing who he is uh gibson loves him uh i've watched filmed on him and if he's he let's just say if you guys love lonnie outlaw you're gonna love reggie todd
0: i think i think that's a great way to tie in our next team the one of our next teams to talk about here um coming up i know that i'm gonna go out of order but i feel like that fits because you mentioned a Lon- lot yeah Lonnie. Alcala, so why not i mean uh san antonio sorry we'll give you we'll, we'll give you one second
1: but, we got something special for you san antonio just yeah, i mean second.
0: look look they got i mean they got plenty to talk about seriously oh, yeah we'll, yeah we'll hold the suspense so mm-hmm. we'll go we'll go here next up of course though we'll go with the orlando predators mm-hmm. over there um who have been also quite busy since we last talked actually uh around halloween weekend uh, signings kind of went off the rail for them. So they brought a lot of guys back. Uh, Freddie Booth-Lloyd, Dequan Murray coming back there. Uh, you got Caleb Walls, Brandon Fuentes, hopefully healthy this year to get to play all season. Clarence Williams, who has not been talked about enough. Again, yeah. dude was on fire second half of the year. Um, bringing him back, along with Lonnie Outlaw, by the way, and Larry Beavers, all three of their core receivers and DB combos, have signed back, or linebacking mm-hmm. combo, depending on who you're talking, of course, with Outlaw. But... I digress. You know, those three, already your core is built back up. They brought Delvin Randall back as well. Uh, Kawan Alfred, he'll be back too. Um, A lot of key pieces are getting put back into place for the Predators that were solid guys. The big question, as we have been talking about, and it was a thing that happened last year, um, is can these guys, at least some of these guys, for example, like the Outlaws of the World, and also, I think, you know, just... In terms of health can they play better and can they stay healthy on the defensive front because they got burned quite often i think as the year went on just due to a few of those compounding issues
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then who's their quarterback that still is what is being decided um hopefully the thing is you hope it's an experienced guy like a rakeem Cato uh that can i think play a little more consistently and less hot and cold than kato Ke- was his year there with the predators because Their core receivers are really good. I love their receiving core. Um, And I love having Quan Alford back there as your fullback. You just got to have a guy that can deliver the ball consistently and accurately. And the Preds could be, even if they have a defensive woes like last season, which I don't think they will. Fuentes is healthy, by the way. They have a potentially lethal roster. Mm -hmm. Just get the right field general.
1: That's, again, very unique about our game. Uh, You ride and die by who touches the ball the most, and that's your quarterback. And, again, another team that – just imagine with a player like a Mike Faithful at the quarterback down there Mm -hmm. or a quarterback like an Arvell Nelson if he's available, if he wants to potentially play in the NL still. Um, They have an offensive staff that's lethal. Yeah. They get the guy a good quarterback. Uh, Last year's Wolves will be erased quickly. Uh, they out of all the teams like I mentioned when I said uh, Albany has a very good roster, could be to rank the number one roster right now. Orlando has put together a solid staff again. Um it's almost day and it's not like day and night. It's literally just turn the page in the same team. It just a couple of new additions here. But having Brandon Fuentes back healthy is a big key. Beavers, again, is a big key. And Clarence Williams, like you mentioned, uh, one of the most underrated receivers last year that showed out in the second half last year. Um, He showed out with a carousel of quarterbacks that was in Orlando.
0: Right. Uh, We talked about Lonnie Outlaw being the number one option when he came in, and Williams supplanted him at least towards the midway point of the year. He was their guy. Um, and again, I, we stress with the quarterback, you know, they do have John Sheehan, uh, Sheehan from Roosevelt University that they signed on recently. Um, he's a rookie. So that's also why we bring the question because there is time. But ideally, just also experience from last year, what we saw when they tried to start a rookie QB. And it's a different, you know, it's, it's a Herky Walls is, the, is, of course, the coach this year. It's not the same staff. But, you know, I digress. I feel like they should still look for a more experienced arena option especially with all that talent to throw to, you really should capitalize on those guys coming back and having that core being there.
1: I think they will. Um, Mm -hmm. There's still a lot of great talent out there. Uh, it. I look at their team, and one thing I'm, I'm very impressed. I look at their roster, and it says Brandon Fuentes is just a defensive back, so he's gonna have no business playing receiver this year.
0: Oh, without a doubt, he should be a specialist DB right out of the gate.
1: Um. So that is that's big for them, because I think he got hurt last year as a receiver, not as a DB.
0: Yeah, he was doing receiving duties. Uh, I think, I think right, that's how when
1: he got hurt, mm-hmm. false step he, and bam.
0: Yeah, he had done a few. He had done a few games and. Uh, I said pretty much had a long had a leg injury, knocked him out the rest of the year. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to having him back. That, that's a star of this league, I think. I, especially the Preds fans last year, I think, sorely missed. Uh, the league will be glad to have him back. Because, I mean, he was electric their their playoff year. Their 2020 season, when they went to the playoffs for the first time in their, yeah. since they got back in arena, uh, he was electric as a defender and being one of those key pieces to getting them back to the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and I like their roster, especially they boot, They kept their defensive core. Freddie mm-hmm. Booth-Lloyd, jeez, really? Haquan hey, Murray, whew. Uh, I, don't, I think all these guys who are coming back are like, you know what? Last year, that wasn't us. We're going to come back, and we're going to you know, go after it. And my question is, does Maxwell come back? And if he does, that's basically all last year's staff returned. They're just mm-hmm. minus the quarterback. And if Devin Maxwell hasn't signed with the XFL or USFL, I know he is a teacher and teaching is, you know, that ends like right halfway through the season. So possibly because that's what happened last year after school ended, he did then come back in and play uh um linebacker/fullback. He was a yeah, he up position.
0: He, I would say he jumped back into his regular spot after the fact. So um yeah.
1: It's some key players that can pop up but you're in Orlando. State of Florida is filled with talent. You're going to find a quarterback. Uh, you're going. There's someone that you're going to see. You go, Oh, You're still available. You still want to play? Sure. Put him in the building, and with that, with that offensive staff, he'll fit right in. But so far, uh, again, I don't know John Chenine from Roosevelt University. I may have to watch him film and see if I, I like him. That's and. But sometimes in this game you got to be reintroduced to new guys and new faces and you go, you know, what? I think he'd be, he'd be good. Um, but there's still a lot of good available quarterbacks in the NAL that could go down to Orlando. Um, again, I still think, um, I still think Mike faithful is going to pop his head up somewhere. Malik Henry is going to pop his head somewhere. There's still quality quarterbacks still out there.
0: Yeah. Well, Malik Henry's one. I think that's one I'm watching, you know, where he went, especially his, the end of the season, he had with the Cobras, mm-hmm. um, I thought that he took a lot of good strides in his arena game, yes. you know, through, I mean, he went through the ringer with the sharks, you know, with, with some, with some folks and, uh, and us at times. Mm-hmm. And he came out the other side looking much better, I think, learning as he went. So depending where he goes, I mean, if Orlando wanted to target someone, I actually, that, that would not be a bad choice. Oh, well, uh, I won't. Big bodied receivers to throw to experienced ones now. Um, and they brought back to Murray being, you know, one of the solid key components Uh to that front line, which remember you can now have specialist linemen. I wouldn't be shocked if he is one of those candidates that they might consider as a O-line specialist for this season.
1: That actually actually will fit. Honestly. Mm
0: -hmm. It's
1: like, you should be a coach.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, maybe, maybe someday when I get tired of podcasting, how about that?
1: (laughs) True. True. Yeah. Someday. Someday.
0: Well, as we said though the Preds a lot of core guys coming back you got to be feeling pretty happy Mm -hmm. um and I'll I'll give you one guy Richie Anderson from Penn State if we're talking more receiving talent and guys like you want to you know you're talking about rotating in and out in terms of uh getting those lines getting guys rested Mm -hmm. um you know Big Ten product I'd say it's somebody that you want to be watching out for in my eyes so not too bad of a pickup and uh, otherwise like Malik Jones, I'll add another one, O line D-line, uh, signee that they brought in too.
1: They I like the roster. They're just a quarterback mm-hmm. away of being a legit threat in the NAL right now. And they'll yeah. find their quarterback. So,
0: oh, they'll get their QB. Like You just mentioned, like, I, I actually now kind of want Malik Henry to go over there. I, 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 if he's available, Herky, if you're hearing us, that might be your guy. I'm just saying. Uh nah, <laughs> might, might, might wanna to talk to Rez and ask him a few questions about him la- last year and then pull the trigger if he wants to come over.
1: Huh?
0: Why not? All right. San Antonio fans, we know you've been waiting for this. It's your time. We we delayed you one, but mm-hmm. trust me, we'll make this worth your while. You guys have been picking up an insane amount of talent. Um they are my if I don't if I'm not picking Albany right now, they are currently my favorite as the top dogs in the NAL for some of these off season signings. Um, a lot of folks, They actually got a lot of Albany players that have come over there. Uh, funny enough. One of those reasons, I mean, uh, Jeremy Richardson's actually over there. So that kind of, that connection might be helping a little bit, <laughs> a bit, uh, if you think about it, but, uh, you, you have the, you have the soundbite. You're, you're ready for this. Um, you're a big dog with a false idol to stop you <laughs> As, as you can tell
1: yes <laughs> um jonathan bain remember when we last last podcast ladies and gentlemen we've been asking people it's like well, who's the next quarterback going to be signed and zach made a comment on the podcast like we know one guy i've had conversations with them we we're not going to make an announcement mm-hmm. that is jonathan bain Um uh, bain is returning back to the state of texas where he's from um I don't want to sound like a douchery to the San Antonio organization, but you brought everyone back and you yep. upgraded your quarterback. Even, yeah. even Robert Kent did very good last year, but Bain was he was the best quarterback all year for the team, for the for the league until he got hurt. And when he got hurt, he had those couple of weeks that he was out. And then when he got back into the th- swing of things in the championship game, he was a little off. Jonathan Bain with the additions of Kylie Rashad and Philip Barnett, you're looking at a wide receiving core that is going to get the rock from Bain. The ball is going to be on the money. You're not going to be out of your break and the ball is going to be right there. Mm-hmm. Bain is a quarterback like, again, when he played in Jacksonville, when he played up in, uh, up in the Frisco, I think it was who so he played in the other league. Mm-hmm. And in Carolina, he is a quarterback that is going to put you in positions to win to games. And he's also a quarterback that can torch their, his opponents. So he is one, he's that type of guy. It's not because he's been on our show three times and he's a loyal listener and a fan of our show. Uh, it's because he is literally one of the better arena football quarterbacks. And he's always a top name. If you're looking for a QB in the league, no matter what league you're in, Jonathan Baines up in the top half of that, that market. Yeah. Uh, San Antonio got them a stud and you look at the guys who they brought. It's Is it San Antonio, Albany, point .2.0 or something like that? You look at their team, they brought Arthur Hobbs. Like, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you go from Albany down to San Antonio, and then you got Nico Thomas returning. And, of course, we, we can't really go an episode without talking about, uh, again, Justin Alexander congratulations man of getting yeah, drafted really. to the san antonio uh bu- 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 <laughs> i hate that name <laughs> uh, that, isn't that promise. funny though
0: he he's gonna be sticking in town so yeah you, you know i i find that interesting and the, here here's it's not only because of the fact that first off because of congratulating like mm-hmm. you just did jim to him going there but you know the transaction officially is listed as placed on leave exemption XFL now now keep this in mind and credit it's up to the player's discretion so I'll put this out there that's the thing Mm -hmm. the XFL season ends in mid-April now you don't need him right away Uh, but a couple weeks if he doesn't say he wants a little more film or say you know he's in town and he wants to be a role player and he's not beaten up Mm -hmm. by the whole season or he doesn't get knocked out and he says all right maybe I'll go for a little more change and some more film you might also still get your guy back, so yeah. you know the leave is definitely. It, it there's a possibility it's long term, but there's a definitely possibility if you're a gunslingers fan, uh-huh. it could be temporary. You yeah. never know, and that is somebody that definitely proved that he needed to go up to the next level last year. Yeah, um, oh, if he, he, comes would. Back,
1: he 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 has seen, he single handedly like. Turn change the outcomes of football games, just oh, him. He, I
0: just remember him how he demolished the Sharks last season in their matchup over at Freeman Coliseum. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was eating, yeah, <laughs> dude. Was eating uh, he, he, he got enough,
1: he got enough film. And like, I've we talked to uh, from the Smoking Guns podcast, Phil, many times, and he stated that he's surprised he was even in the NAL last year, mm-hmm. uh, because the size and the ability. He's surprised he wasn't in the USFL. So he's in the XFL. Appreciate it. Thank you, XFL, for getting someone from the arena league. Thank yeah. you. Um good respect I find, right there. I find it funny. They have a partnership with IFL. They hardly draft we <laughs> you look at the teams who draft players, they drafted only two IFL players. The whole the whole the whole league. <laughs> I'm like, you did the partnership to get players in the IFL and then you only draft two.
0: Yeah, I mean, hey, time, time will tell, but I mean, it's nice to see our guys, but some guys up there.
1: You it's know? still, hey, we, hey, we have two guys. They're in two different yeah. leagues, but we have two guys too. We have one in San Antonio. We have one in Memphis for the uh, showboats.
0: No, that's, and that's cool. Cause you can rep the league that way. Like, Correct. you know, that, that's what I find awesome. And I know DJ, DJ loves, loves the NAL. And I think mm-hmm. Alexander Sands, I think a stat issue last year mm-hmm. was, you know, they, he was a key cornerstone and he was doing good there. So got to give props to him. And, you know, hey, if he wants to come back, the organization, I think, would gladly like to have him back uh, once late April comes around and maybe he rests up. Or maybe they wait till the uh, playoff stretch if they're that good, which right now I project them to be a playoff team with this roster. Uh, Yeah, I do too. I mean, there's there's other guys that I like that they got re-signed since we last talked. For example, um, Drew Pearson, he is back. Uh, The The kicking specialist himself. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Guy was nailing him last year. Uh, he'll definitely be going right back to that, to that draw. Also talk about core pieces. You want to help Jonathan Bain? You got Dante Ang- Angus coming back. Talk about a name for a lineman, by the way, right?
1: Angus. yeah. Angus.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that was, I would say he was, a, he was a key pillar on that front three la- last year as well. So, you know, you're good just missing have.
1: an offensive lineman named Wagyu. <laughs> 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 you got Angus and Wagyu. <laughs> right. Right.
0: But I'm telling you, folks, a talk, lot of beef. This is a roster, Fred Shaw's crew. Uh, they're looking deadly right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, if I, if you had to ask me, who else is going to be competing to take on the Empire for the championship this San year? San Antonio, right now. San Antonio is going to be your guys yeah. to watch out for. It's that's that's my de facto number two, if not one point five or one A one B. I'll mm-hmm. put it that way to be fair. I think that's one A one B right now.
1: Oh, I, I, you have no argument for mm-hmm. me right now. Uh, they have the, the deeper squads, have the most experienced quarterback so far in the league. Um, the guy that you're, and they also have two running backs that are lethal. In Albany, yeah. they have a uh, oh, crap. I almost said Pierre Trayvon Turner, Shorts, that, man. Yeah, Trayvon Shorts. I almost said How Pierre Turner speak? for San Antonio. Oh, I got the players confused. I was now like, wait good, a minute. Uh, San Antonio has Pierre Turner, and there you go. and. Albany has Drayvon Shorts. They have, honestly, have, minus Zach Brown, they have the best linebacker slash running back uh, players. Um, of course, I have a, I have a place in my heart for Zach Brown. He's such a cool dude. Um, I've, even though he's a Cobra, I still like him. Uh, but you look at, overall, the <laughs> roster for the San Antonio team. Um, Depth-wise, they brought... 60% of the roster back from last year, upgraded their quarterback, brought some guys from Albany who have that winning mentality up in Albany uh, to San Antonio. They got themselves, like you mentioned, they got themselves a championship roster. Now the other teams in the league still have a chance to, you know, you know, add additional players, quarterback scenarios. But I, I me mean, just looking at the rosters right now, uh, San Antonio, Albany, Jacksonville, Orlando. Uh, right now have the solid rosters now again there are a lot of missing pieces that can change Uh, but right now if we had the nal championship right now i agree with you it'd be san antonio and albany uh, which would be a very entertaining game how those two teams actually san antonio gave albany a hell of a run last game of this season um so well they upset them
0: earlier in the year too i mean that's the thing
1: that's what started their their transition. They beat Albany. All of a sudden, San Antonio had just became a thing. Uh, almost backed themselves into the postseason, almost. Uh, they just ran out of the games. They were the hottest team last year, end of the year. And now you brought that same staff back, upgraded the quarterback uh, to a Jonathan Bain. They're going to be very scary good next year, possibly in a 14-game season. I think them and Albany are the two teams, as the rosters right now, mm-hmm. are the two teams that could touch 10 wins.
0: I I think, I think you're right. I, I, if, if it's, if it has to be lopsided, that Mm -hmm. is, if you have like the league where it's two teams are just running through the league, like two years ago, like two years ago. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that'll happen though, because I think our next, here's the thing, our next one, I think it was funny. We had the most questions about going into free agency. um, And I think they've surprised, you know, I I know Mm -hmm. that we, we have, uh, we have folks from Fayetteville that, are in our ear going, hey, trust me, you're gonna like some of the things that are coming up, and the Mustangs November 1st to now, um, they look a lot better uh, than I think some of us were wondering that they would be uh, going into the season, and I I, I got to list off a few of the of the signings that are kind of going all right, I, I I see what they're doing, I dig I dig this choice, so Raheem Cato is gonna be their quarterback, most likely gonna be their starting quarterback, you know what he did. In Orlando, um, when he's hot, he's hot. Uh, that is that is all you got to know. Uh, mobile QB has a cannon for an arm. Mm-hmm. Dude's a good dude is a solid, if not up upwards, really top talented quarterback in this class right now of QBs getting signed on. Uh, other key pieces that I really liked in terms of like veteran talent: um, Legola Russell getting signed on for over from Jacksonville. Donovan Raspberry, receiver, linebacker there. He had a solid stint with the Orlando Predators at one point back in 2020, getting on. They also signed on the likes of, of like, Trey Long. They also got guys like Chris Page, who had a really decent career so far in the arena scene and was with the Orlando Predators, who also has been signed on too. Kendrick Ings is defecting to the other Carolina team. That <laughs> is a big one to me. I, I call it defecting. He's moving basic he's moving basically to the other side of to at least the other side of the state somewhat. so,
1: yeah, he's <laughs> he, moving on the other side of the street.
0: <laughs> for, yeah, but I mean, I think that's an eyebrow razor because mm-hmm. if you got Cato, okay, let's get him some bodies to catch. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, Kendrick, he he's he does receiver dB duties. You don't have to worry about using a specialist slot on him, and he did really solid at his dB duties last year. You know what he can do as a receiver mm-hmm. and, he's a really good kick returner. So you have a trifecta of a weapon coming over that I thought, I think you and I thought wasn't going to mm-hmm. leave the Cobras if he was going back into the arena scene. So I'm actually quite surprised that he did go over to Fayetteville because I thought with Fuller's group, he would still stay there. Um, that's a big win for Fayetteville as a signing.
1: Big win by Fayetteville. Trey Long is another big win by them too. Uh, and also, uh, Trey, uh, Trey Long, Trey Brown. Uh, Trey uh, Brown, yeah. Trey Brown's a guy that got from, I think, East Carolina. I think that's where he's from. Uh, he's And I think he has history. Is it Trey Brown that has history with the NAL? I think. I, th- I Man, I got to go. I may be thinking of another player, but I like the addition. We've seen what Trey Long can do. He has history with the Cobras and the NAL. And now we have one guy that I I saw highlight films of him, Um, Robert, the owner of the Fayetteville Mustangs. hey, check this Mm -hmm. guy's uh, video out. He's pretty cool. Um, uh, Devontae Baker, Uh, his nickname is Smoke. Uh, So I laughed. It's like we need to change his nickname to uh, Devontae. Smoke him if you got him, Baker. Um, (laughs) Because I watched it. He's he's that scat back type of receiver. Um, Speed demon. He's gonna be that Naquan Murray for Fayetteville. He's gonna be that Kylie Rashad for Fayetteville. Uh watch out for him. So he's nicknamed for our show, and if he stays and then makes a team, it will be Devontae Smoking. We got him, Baker. For the <laughs> the, the, the I, Fayetteville Mustangs.
0: I, I do find one one of the there's a few fascinating signings in terms of uh I think the versatility that I'm mm-hmm. looking at here. Um remember with Iron Man, you know, if you can fit the bill, great for you. Um, for example, they've signed Cato, but on the same day they signed Tamir Zimmerman, who is listed much like uh, Darren Daniel.
1: Mm-hmm. He
0: is a receiver, DBQB player. Adam Smith is also kind of like that too, if you think about it, because um, he was the third string doing duties for for them over there in the for co- the Cobras. So I don't know. I just I always like I see those signs. Always am fascinated by having versatile players like that.
1: One thing I like about Fayetteville right now they're not just signing guys to just sign them like i've seen we've seen teams the expansion team sign players and you go why are you signing this guy he has a zero film or a little film or he played in the you know the lower lower, lord leagues where you can't really trust their film Mm
0: -hmm. they're actually
1: going after guys that have cif experience ifl experience nal experience and actually had decent like times in uh, Little spurts in the XFL back in, two, in 2020, uh, so they're getting a very experienced team from the indoor game, especially Cato. Cato started. I I still I still think that you're the reason why Cato had a change of a season because he was playing like dog crap early in the year. You told him, "Hey, calm down, Cato. Look for that second read. Don't run out of the pocket. Well, be open." And that next yeah. episode, after that next episode, Cato was a different person.
0: I mean, look, when he calms down, and I think last year, we see this with arena, with arena QBs from time mm. to time that they needed, and he needed a little more experience. He only had very minimal coming well, into even that yeah. season. So last year, I think, you know, you saw progress. You saw like Mike Henry as well. You know, they, they slow the game down. They, you know, yes, it's, you want to get the ball out quick. That's the arena game of the quarterback. You don't want to sit around in the pocket because you have less protection. And the more you wait, the more stuff goes on. Unless you're Sam Castronova, because he's a wizard. Uh, so, or, I mean, I mean, Cato did that too, but.
1: Or Torres that. Yeah,
0: McCollum. I mean, he can be a wizard. Obviously, uh, Arville Nelson, we've seen that happen. But, I mean, for the most part, you don't want to be sitting back there in the pocket too long. Get that bad boy out of there. Start Getting chunk yards, get scores built up. Mm-hmm. Uh Cato, I think at the beginning of the year, it was part the, part that issue, and part because Coach Higgins at the time was still trying to decide, at least the first two games, he was doing a dual QB system with Connor Kagey as well. And they finally just went with the better quarterback. Because on, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I have respect for Kagee, but Cato was the better option at the beginning of the year in games one and two, and they eventually went to that better option. So uh K- unfortunately, though they had a falling out with him and the organization basically led to him being released. Um, I'm glad to, I was glad to see him back in the league just for the sake of that's a talented player, but he's also getting a fresh start in Fayetteville now. Yeah. So I'm happy for that. Um, I don't know everything. We don't know everything went on with Orlando there. I'm not going to speak on that, but I'm glad to see him back. Cause that would have been, that was a guy I was like, I thought there was a bright future NAO wise for him. And I'm glad he's still with the league.
1: Yeah. He, he wasn't, he was an issue in orlando i think he's just very unexperienced in orlando mm-hmm. now that he got his experience he knows what the nal is about i see him going into fayetteville got a nice roster got a nice group of receivers for him um uh, i think we're gonna see a much improved fayetteville team um, not much we don't know who Fayetteville's is going to be uh, but we're going to see a much improved Cato. and if Cato makes that step forward like he from next year from last year to this year Look for Fayetteville possibly be one of those the new that new team that is pushing a team maybe like a Jacksonville maybe like an Orlando maybe like a Columbus for that fourth or third spot in the playoffs. They have a roster right now that looks like it. Uh, the question is, is it do they do they mold do they you know get chemistry and see how fast they can get? Because you look at their schedule, starts off pretty hectic, a little easy in the middle, but when those harm games matchup. I think they go on like a three-game stretch where they play mm-hmm. Jacksonville, Albany, and San Antonio back-to-back-to-back to back to back weeks. Um, if, based on what we see on the rosters right now, that's going to be a stretch next year. So uh, let's see if he makes that step. He makes that step. They have enough key guys that they brought in that they're not going to be a pushover that many fans in the, in the league right now think Fayetteville will be. I don't think Fayetteville is going to be a pushover.
0: Right, I, and I think Fayetteville, I think I've been impressed at the i think the mix of veteran meets rookie talent that Correct. so i mean, we want you mention a lot of the key veterans you know guys that i think you know they're solid they're solid guys that know the sport um that can definitely i think help these rookies get up to speed um and it's enough talent to where they'll de- i think they'll be in games all year for mm-hmm. sure um could could be to me a fringe playoff team right now based on what i'm seeing um but I mean other guys I'm watching up for like you see uh, Antonio Penn uh, Iowa Wesleyan University him coming into the league, coming back in here uh, with this team you know getting more vets to help with some of these rookies here that are coming in um Filmer and Sylvia here offensive defensive lineman from Marshall um, I'm listing that because of the connection that with you know Cato being another Marshall alum so hey you know, Marshall maybe a little camaraderie to line, to line with as you please We so, are
1: We are <laughs> Marshall <laughs> Yeah
0: <laughs> but good good stuff i i would say if you're a fayetteville fan if you're a new fayetteville fan you know if the mustangs are coming to town you should be pretty happy to if you're listening to the show saying hey you know what Eh, good great start Mm -hmm. you know first season you want to you want like the first season with these new teams you want to establish yourself and you don't want to be down in you hope to not be down in the gutter and being at the bottom of the league you know Mm -hmm. if you can show some grit if you make the playoffs that's a great way to kick off a new organization. So, right. so far, I like what Charles Gunning and company are doing over there. Um, keep at it, guys. You're doing good. That's what I got to say for my report.
1: <laughs> and if you're in Fayetteville and you're looking for tickets, call 910-597-9909. <laughs> or or Fayetteville visit fablemustangs.com. <laughs> <laughs> Same as at the ticker on the bottom of the screen. But yeah, uh, uh, again, with the expansion franchise, as they are the newest franchise in the NAL-based because they are brand new it's not like the network next team uh you would like to see someone some of these teams you know get out to a heart's hot start uh, especially try and get a rabid fan base or try and get a rabbit fan base um into an organization a lot it's it's strange in sports you mm-hmm. don't get you don't get a lot of fan support with a losing organization you get a lot of win, fan support with a winning organization and i think that's what benefited jacksonville early it's because they came out of the gate started winning um and i will love to see that happen in Fayetteville. Get the W's and get the fans in there, and have a very successful and uh, lucrative, and hopefully long lengthy organization.
0: Absolutely, man. I can't. I can't wait to see how these guys gel. You know, Char- Coach Gunning's has got some has got some rock-solid veterans to build around, um, yes. and some potential there. You got to be happy for a Fayetteville fan. Finally, the last of the expansion, well, I guess it's not an really expansion franchise. This is more of a franchise that's joining the fray. They still are helping expand League, so I'll give it with that. It is the West Texas Warbirds, who, as we know, are coming in, and they have already put their money on the table. We are going to keep on our winning ways. And I'll tell you what, they've made some decent ones since we were last on here that make me say, okay, add in with the guys that we are going to see how good it is with the transition to NAL talent, and uh-huh. boom. I think you're going to be... Uh, You know, I think that there's a solid bet that you'll be in games winning some. Uh, The big-name ones, though, in recent weeks, to me, um, Patrick Macon was signed recently, fullback linebacker there. That's a familiar name who's been around the block in the NAL and has had some good production. But Kerry Starks is going to West Texas. That one I didn't see. I thought he would defect to Jacksonville and be with with Coach Gibson. Um, That being said... West Texas, um, and Starks didn't get picked up in the XFL draft either. Credit supplemental draft still coming. Mm-hmm. He is in that pool. But if he's not picked up and if he's still there, dang, they got one heck of a scary defender with, mm-hmm. as Gibson has told us in the past, a motor to yes. work with.
1: Uh, Starks, you can say, was 1A, 1B from Nick Hag Nick last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, they both had the same attitude. They both had the same motor. They both had the same hitting situations. Uh, they're both, uh, posting teams hated to play against them because they thought they were being cheesy or not cheesy, but being, uh, uh, cheap shots. You can say, or being a little Uh, bit unprofessional, but sometimes you need that in a linebacker. Uh, Starks was a dude who was everywhere all the time making plays uh and now he's in West Texas and like you you said that you're surprised that uh he didn't go to Jacksonville I'm shocked but I also know the reason why um uh, we'll talk about that off air uh but for warbirds heck of a freaking pickup good ass pickup excuse my language he's gonna make plays out West and for an organization, I don't even think West Texas have even lost a game yet as an organization.
0: No, that's the thing. They're they're putting their money where they're trying to put their money where their mouth is. They are undefeated since they've existed. So so they are coming in to the NAL. Remember, at the championship game, they uh, Commissioner Siegfried kind of stood up for them and said they're hoping to keep on their undefeated ways. So they got a reputation oh, to hold up.
1: Shots fired, shots fired. Um yeah, that's tradition ways upgrading leagues now you're not going from the the texas league to the a what's the other afaa whatever there's so many of them you're going up to the big boys you're going you're going to the arena league of the indoor game um but yeah that that's what i like especially i do know one thing their mascot he can talk the talk because he, no, dude, you, you call him out, and he's going to put you on blast instantly. Uh, oh, th- he's- that's 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 good for West Texas. And I think, again, like how Fayville, you get a winning start winning early, get the fans in there, start pumping it up. That could be a great location. Like we, San Antonio, the fans started coming out. I would love to see 8,000 in their building, in Odessa. Um, and overall, there's a couple of players you look at this roster. It's like me with San Antonio. I have to watch more film on them and see who they are. I do like the quarterbacks. I've seen them before. I've seen them play in other leagues, and I've seen them last year.
0: Yeah, Ty- um, Tylen Shaw, you know him. Last season with the Warbirds was deadly. Mm-hmm. So good to have someone that knows the system already coming on in.
1: Yeah, it, that's just not just beneficial for if you, they already know the system and the, and they already know the coach's style. That will help them with the transition to a big bigger league. I almost want to compare this to like college football where a team from the Sun Belt gets moved up to the Conference USA. They always have that one that first season where like, oh, wow, this is actually a step up in competition, and they could take a lot of L's. But as the season progresses or as the, 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 the team progresses in that league, they get better each and every year. Uh, I think their winning ways is going to be silence quick. But I do think I based on their team and based on how I've seen them play, they're going to be a thorn. And so many teams is next next year. Um, it's going to be some entertaining football. And and in Texas, like in Florida, you're going to find talent. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, you're going to find some talent. But yeah, uh, that that Stark's pick was the one that was a pretty shocker. And, and he's going to make some. He's going to make uh, West Texas a a threat, uh, especially um, when they play against teams that Stark's has history against.
0: <laughs> yeah, no joke. No joke. I mean, you gotta look with with how with how this league is and how it's passing heavy so much. You gotta mm-hmm. have someone that is able to cause disruption like he did last season. I mean, we, we can't. Str- I can't stress enough. You know, the Lions. You know, they they finished third in the NAL, but they're mm-hmm. but you know even before Mason Espinosa came to help, kind of guide them into another chance at going to the NAL championship. Defense was their calling card, and Starks. You know he came in swinging off the basically off the streets last year as a somewhat unknown coming in mm-hmm. and made a name for himself in the nal already um of so course. You, you know i mean teams are gonna line up this year and they're gonna know okay uh dude is a is a versatile edge rushing high motor guy that's gonna claw his way every inch to get back to your qb
1: correct
0: <laughs> that's what you need to expect going forward. So. You know, West Texas saw that. They, they took a swing and they got him back. That is a, Or they got him over there. That is someone, you know, I think that you have to applaud. I also like, by the way, Justin Lair's going over to West Texas. I, so. I was just going
1: to mention him. Yeah, you yeah so him, yeah, I was talk about, about consistent
0: him. kicking presence. Yeah. As we can't stress enough, the league, these leagues more and more, the NAL especially, you know, and now with the Nets, mm-hmm. you better have a damn good kicker to go for deuces because those, I mean, returns are going to be, of course, popping up more. But like the deadly returners, like the Darian Townsends, the Klee Rashads, the Kendrick Kings mm-hmm. of the world, they're going to burn you tenfold compared to last season. Uh, and it's, it's going to help. It's going to bring scoring up, hopefully, both ways, depending on how good your kicker is, too. So
1: mm-hmm. um, having well, someone they're, like Lair, they're—they're they're nice signing. Their winning ways will be tested. Um, their opening game is home against the Albany Empire. Oh, yeah.
0: We, we, that is one that you want to talk about. And, he, and here's the thing that kills me. Now, credit, they're going to West Texas mm-hmm. to do this. But all, but West Texas was announced in Albany back in August and was the one and did say, we're going to keep up our winning ways in the building of the team that has won now back-to-back NAL championships. And now, now they're coming to town. Boy, that'll be a fun one.
1: That's I, I'm looking at their homes. They they basically have they they playing against they're at Carolina in week three. We don't know what type of Carolina team it is, but they're home against Albany. That's going to put the test of their winning ways quickly. Uh, their first two home games are against them in Fayetteville in week six. Mm. Uh, week excuse me week five. Um, but like I expect what West Texas will have. You look at their their and then their slate games. The last four weeks, if they're in the playoff push and the other teams are in the playoff pitch, if tradition sticks with tradition in the NAL, they wrap up home against the Lions, home against the Gunslingers, at the Sharks, and at Albany to wrap up the season. They better be either tied with fourth place. They better not be a game back of fourth place with that four-week stretch because you go on the road to wrap up the season at Jacksonville and at Albany, and you need to win two games to catch up that one game winning, one game um, being back mm-hmm. Whoa, that's a that's a stretch but I look at their schedule of course people mentioned this why is uh, San Antonio and Albany all playing each other three times it's because of travel that's yep. the reason why um, but overall you look at the season you look at Albany and the championship they did last year back-to-back champions and we look at West Texas undefeated. They won their thing last year. I don't know what league they were in last year. I think it was like the West, the Texas series or something like that. It
0: was uh, a Amer- uh, Amer- Arena Football Association or Arena Football Alliance. It, it small. It's small time for sure. So
1: it's going to be intriguing storylines being up. So we get it. We get a chance to build that up. Of course, we're still months and months away from that. Um, but overall, for west texas again we still got to get the ownership group on here to talk um we did have a lot of fans reach out to us about the consistency of not doing shows Uh, um what do you want to say no consistency of shows well in the off-season off-season
0: scheduling that's what you're going towards
1: so in january sometime we might pick up may give you three shows in that month except for two shows and then we'll, you know, interview the player. But by January, we'll see these teams more developed at the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I I am working behind the scenes on something big for opening weekend for, the na- for this show and for the National Arena League. So we'll make an announcement on that hopefully sometime in January. Uh, hopefully, uh, Zach will be uh, for it. Uh, we got a lot of things coming. So I do apologize that it's been weeks since we've done the show. Uh, again, I live in Jacksonville. We just had to dodge another storm um (laughs) and thank god hurricane season's over because last night very rare six days ago we were in a tropical storm warning hurricane winds six days later it's 33 degrees outside um so welcome to the state of florida and when hurricane season ends bam winter is here um then it's over in two weeks so that's how long our winter is uh so to the fans out there thank you for thank you for checking us out so where you guys at i need my nal talk i need my talk we did a little longer show, gave each team their own love and support. Um, next show possibly will be after Thanksgiving or in basically early December. But mm-hmm. again, this Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah. Um, be safe. If you're on your travels, uh, if you're traveling, driving, find your cheapest gas station. If you're in diesel, I pray for you because um, I saw diesel prices here in the state of Florida. Ouch. Yeah, um, yeah, everywhere but, right now. <laughs> so everywhere. Uh, so safe travels to your destination. To the players that are watching the show who are in NAL, safe travel to your destinations. And to the players that are still eligible for the USFL draft and XFL draft, uh, pray for the Lord above. Hope you guys get your opportunity. You guys do deserve it because we cover you guys here in the NAL, and you guys prove it each and every week that you deserve a shot into the bigger leagues. DJ Myers, congratulations. Jackson, Congratulations. Uh, go prove us and go prove the people in those leagues that arena players are just as good. Uh, again, thank you, everyone. Um, again, follow us on Twitter. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Be safe. We'll be back sometime early in December. Uh, we'll try to get a hold of either West Texas, possibly a player interview too. I've had two players come out and talk to me and want to be interviewed, uh, mm-hmm. but they're with one team and I don't want to stay to that one team. Um, but again, uh, thank you for trusting us i really appreciate it i'm very humble that you guys trust us for nal news
0: yeah same here i i reflect everything on that um and we'll like i said we'll try we're trying our best you know do as much as we can during the off season off season's very inconsistent that's that's one thing you gotta realize is we you know part of the reason why we did a big episode on free agency is because you know it's a little bit different with this plus also some of our other obligations and work and other shows that we do you know we got to keep it about we try as best to balance as possible but next one we'll have hopefully sooner rather than later talk a few more key signings maybe if we get lucky with some news for some for, for a reason or another that'll be awesome um but yeah you know stick to it here follow on social catch up, check up and subscribe to us on youtube if you're watching right now you know click that big red button click the bell it builds morale as the ref says on other shows that we of course talk to him on mm-hmm. and honestly until next time guys you know stay stay tuned plenty more ahead it's a very busy off season already uh yeah, you just to me you can't be happier at how already the free agency has blown open the doors are have busted off their hinges mm-hmm. everything's Everything's fair game right now. We got plenty more ahead. Uh, But until next one, guys, stay tuned. Have a good one and have a happy holidays.